Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Auto Know Better post-match podcast. This is also known as the uh, Berardi and Coke. Glad you could join us. Um, today we've got Adam, we've got myself, Jay, and we've got Ash making a debut. Hello. And it's been a lot harder than you might think to get her online, but she's here, <laughs> even with Keith Lee in it. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing none of us are very happy after that. Um, no. I, I've been absolutely raging, to be honest with you. I when I said I would do this, I thought we'd be coming on to talk about a Leeds win and smashing Brighton and taking piss out of Graham Potter, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> and uh, it's not quite happened, has it? So I'm going to go to you first, Adam. What what, what are your thoughts about it? Game of two <laughs> First half were just the worst worst I've seen us under under BLs. It's, it's, it took me back to the Gary Monk days. It were that bad. Um, hell. Second half. We looked a little bit better. Um, Rafinha was the only one. And Harrison, to be fair, they looked like they were going to try and get us in the game. But it was just, I don't know if it's the, we can blame the pitch, we can blame Phillips missing, we can blame, but there were, there were nine players on that pitch that just didn't seem to give a fuck today. Uh, and that's, that's, that's been the hardest thing for me to take from that. Um, you know, you can, you can put it down. You can, you, last season in the Championship, you can afford to have two or three players that are on it. But mm-hmm. to have nine players not on it in the Premiership, you're going to get dicked by teams. Like, and unfortunately, Sky got it right. The commentators for once got it right and said, Brighton done a, a, job, a job on Leeds. 
and, yeah. and that's it. We're not adapting, and yeah, we'll just do what I'm calling. Let's be honest. I thought it would be bizarre. It was just after that cup game. I know a lot of those players didn't play, and it wasn't sort of down to them. But you would have thought we'd have come rearing out the blocks and we'd have gone to bounce back. And you know, now it's it's a danger of if we lose the next game, it looks like a slump. Do you know what I mean? And that's the last thing. That's the last thing that we need. And to say Brighton have played more minutes than us, like recently, we were the ones that looked tired. Like, it's ridiculous. We were the ones who look exhausted, when in reality it should have been Brighton. That's right. And now we're going to start having to put up with all the the pundits, again, Mm. talking about BLs of burnout and all this shit. Do you know what I mean? That's that's, that's all we're going to hear now for next week. 100%. you know, what do you think about it, Ash? It just implements to me how much we need Calvin Phillips, if I'm being honest. Like, we really need him. It's I don't even know how else I'm meant to say it, but we really do need him. And Melier as well, we need him. Like, everyone compares Kiko to him and stuff like that, but to me, Melier is 100% better than Kiko. Like, well, that's all I can say, like, apart from highlighting what Adam said. I do think Kiko can be decent. I like him. Yeah. I mean... You know, but he's he's more error prone than Melier is, which he shouldn't 100%. be at his age with his experience. But he is, and you know, I can't really, I can't excuse that for him. It happens. Well, but to be fair, you know, fair guys, I, th- I didn't think he could. He couldn't have done fuck all with the ball. No, no, he, no. I won't blame. I won't blame today on him. I won't blame today on him. But do you think like having Kiko in goal might have had a psychological effect on the rest of the team? Yeah, I do. I don't. I think Ailing was so far behind Morpe, he was back at fucking Bristol City. Do you know what I mean? Ailing was still at Thorpe Arch, for fuck's sake, working on his fitness. What, yeah, no. I just, that worked. It that was Ailing's fault for the goal, 100%, but what? I don't know. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? You're playing a right-back at centre-back and expecting him to turn into Paolo Maldini. Yeah, that's it. And, oh, and people wow. will say, oh, but he's played at centre-back. It's like, what, about five times? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people say, oh, he used to be a centre-back. Well, yeah, he used to be. Because he's a better right-back, otherwise he'd have stayed at centre-back. Yeah, he's adapted to the position he's meant to be in. And yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's not fair to expect miracles from him. And I'm not going to knock him because he has played well at centre-back for us. And he yeah, has he probably has. been our most consistent centre-back this season, ironically. Mm. But, you know, the, the, he's going to have games like that. It's not his position. It's not his job. He knows how to do it, but... That's like saying any professional footballer should be able to play any position because they know how to play football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's somebody, not fair to expect that from him. Exactly. You put somebody who's like day job it is in that role and they're going to mm. play better than somebody who plays in a different position just because that's how it is. You get used yeah. to playing a certain way. You play your game a certain way and that is part of your environment and where you are on the pitch normally and the role that you do and what your manager expects of you. And when you put in a completely different place and has to play a different game, you might do a good job, and Ailing has done a good job, but there's going to be games where you get caught out. And when you're playing against decent players, and I hate to fucking say it, but Mumpires <laughs> is now known on this podcast. Um, <laughs> he, he is a good striker. He is a good striker. No, he is. And he's he, really good. He's not fucking... He doesn't shy away from the physicality or doing dirty work, and he'll get in you there. can't take it away He'll needle you, and he'll wind you up, and he's, he's just his movement's good, and he, he genuinely seems to be very good at reading the game, being in the right places. Probably doesn't score enough, but he is a decent striker. Not not a world beater, but a decent striker. 
Decent you, enough, yeah, definitely. You're playing against a, a guy who's a right back who's been put at centre back. You know, he, he's done well. He's done all right. But you're yeah, going to no. have games like that. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's just the way it is. So, when, so obviously, we've got Laurenti back on bench now. Cock, I don't know when Cox coming back, but Laurenti on the bench. So we've got Ailin switch back to right back. Then Laurenti, Cooper... Dallas at left back and just sack Olioski off because again I thought you were poor today. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree. I like I like Olioski as a character. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, he scores your goal. He, he always puts the effort in, but he's got he more just effort. Out of his depth. He yeah. did, yeah. He's got more effort than he has ability. And hundred you know, percent, I agree with that. I hate to say that about players, but it, it's a fact, isn't it? He's, I'd, I'd rather have Dallas there every day of the week. Yeah, 100%. every day of the week. Well, he tries his best, but his best just really isn't good enough, sadly. Like, I really wish he was enough, but... I mean, I think that's a little unfair, because I think when no, the, old, when the old team's playing well, he's all right. If he's playing at his yeah. best and the old team's playing well, it's good enough. the whole enough. team's got to play well. But he's not a player who's going to make a difference. He's not a player that's going to carry a team. That's... That's exactly what I was trying to say, yeah. yeah. It's just sad, really, because when he's on his game, he's really good. What like, do you know what I mean? Like, in in yeah. championship, you can have two or three players like Alioski. That, yeah, you, that you have to carry a yes. Robert and Alioski. Yeah. You, you know, you've got people who are better than championship level, Calvin, Clicky, you know, they're, they're Harrison to a certain degree. They're, they're better than the championship and decent at premiership level. But now we've got yeah. players like, well, we're bringing on Roberts, Perveda. Uh, who else came on? I can't remember who else came on. Um, Roberts, Perveda. Roberts, Perveda. And Hernandez. Hernandez. And Hernandez. Hernandez looked frustrated the minute he came on the pitch. Every yeah. time he played a pass, it was a yard in front of where it wanted to be. And then he was getting mm. pissed off. There was a bit where he played it down into the left channel towards Dallas. Dallas is knackered for some reason. And he was put his body in a weird position. Ball went out for a goal kick. And Hernandez looked really fucked off a bit. And I thought, hang on, like, you played the pass either behind him or Hernandez is off the pace and We've got at some point. I'm sure we'll get onto it in the main pod, and maybe it's a, a poll question. But Hernandez, is he past it? Like, what are we what are we expecting from him? You know what? Though, what are the substitutes? Is it that, or does Hernandez actually need more game time? I don't know. I don't know. But is it a question of match fitness? I help the green a little bit there. I really can. Well, yeah, but that, as we yeah, talked but... about on the last pod, that's garbage, isn't it? So we don't talk about under-23s anymore. Fernandez oh. <laughs> is far too good for under-23s. Like, I'm not yeah, saying he's so. full, like, ready yeah, for yeah. 90 minutes, but he's far better than, like, just coming on as, like, an impact sub for me, personally. It's, I think the pace of the Premier League is too much for him to play a full game. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But... At the same time, if he's not sharp and he doesn't have match fitness, he's he's not going to have the same impact when he comes on. So no, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. To that. That's why I'm not Marcelo Bielsa and getting paid lots of money. So <laughs> the, the I wish we could all got, be as good as Marcelo, but don't we all? This is this is going to be the second game in a row now that I question his his substitutions because yeah, this, and this is the problem with Leeds at the moment is that we, you know, you take up Rodrigo, twenty seven million pounds worth of wank in my at this point to me. You bring, <laughs> Why are we bringing him off? Fair enough. Like and Rafinha, the two, you know, these are our, our biggest signings that we've made in years and years and years and years, and we're bringing them off for a 36-year-old bloke who isn't looking up to Premiership standard. And yeah. Ian Perveda, 
who is nowhere yeah, near Premiership class. How are we? Why we're chasing games and bringing on an old man and a kid and expecting to change the game? Brighton brought on Basuma. He's I mean, 30, 40, 50 million pounds worth of player. We're bringing yeah. on Pablo and fucking Perveda. And we yeah, were doing it, The flip side not, of that, Adam, the flip side of that is that they've been in the Premiership for years now. They're established. They, they do have a squad of players. Yeah, like they that are. The we, we don't have that. We have to accept that. We can't do that in one season. Um, I fully understand but, that. But I, I, I totally take your point. But on the flip side, Perveda does need game time or he'll never develop. I just can't help. And I think I can't help feeling. I think he's promising, but he's promising. But I can't help feeling that he would probably benefit from like going to say Huddersfield, where Carlos is playing sort of similar football to us, and then maybe he goes there and he performs absolutely beautifully for a season, comes back to us, and then is even more like promising than he was say this season. I just can't help feeling that he'd benefit from some championship. Like, say, experience. I think you've got a point with that on one hand, but on the other hand, if we sent him out on loan, who do we bring mm. on late in the game? That, do you know what? You Yeah. You know, when we want somebody no, who is confident and a little bit cocky and he'll try and move he and try and get past somebody. Yeah. He's, he's a skillful little player and he's got something about him and he's definitely, you, can't fault you know, his he, could, he could go all the way, but it's whether he develops the right way or not. And yeah. I know what you're saying, Adam, like when somebody. You know, when you're chasing a game, you really want experienced players who know how to take a game by scruffing the net. Mm-hmm. You can't always have that. We don't yeah. always have that available, unfortunately. And you can't Let... fault his effort. He tries his hardest. He really does. 100%. Let me put he, it this way, he's then, ready guys. for it. Let me put it this way. So we're all in a bar, right? And I mm-hmm. go after a 10, a 10 out of 10 at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Hear yeah. me out. We've yeah. already yeah. sabotaged you before you've set off. But I put in a load of effort, right? So you're, what's, what we're saying is... God loves a triumph. Exactly. This is my point. This is my point. Others, do I end up banging a 10 out of 10? Do I fuck? Do I have to go down to the championship to get some more confidence? Possibly. Do you know what I mean? This yeah, is I it. like this. I, I, know, I know what I you're like saying, man. I know what you're saying. I, I like what I'm doing here. <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. So, well, um, back to the actual game itself. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we're, doing, we're doing that thing we do here and going down rabbit hole. Um, what did you think? So, uh, I'm, I'm going to go in order here because I, I made a couple of notes. So, I wanted to be like Carl. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Um did you know what? I didn't get to see the very first sort of 10, 15 minutes because I was um, on my way home. So I was listening to it rather than watching it. But the um, what do you think about Morpe and his dive? The commentator was savaging him money for uh, not carrying on trying to have a shot. It, it was it, a dive. It just, it just went, didn't it? Yeah, it was 100% a dive. It was embarrassing from him. Imagine like, being in the box one-on-one like that and you take a dive instead. Yeah, honestly, it was embarrassing. Like, he definitely could have got something there, but it was just embarrassing for him. It really yeah, was. It was. Why is the not booking him? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 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 He should have booked him. If it wasn't a penalty, he should have been booked. We never really see, see that. We never see it. This is the thing, thousand percent. You've got VAR now, so VAR yeah. should have looked at that because it's a going down in the box. So VAR should be pulled up and it should say, looking at it for a potential penalty because he's gone down like a sack of shit. And then the referee should be able to see it and go, do you know what? He's dived. Booking. Yeah, that's yeah. what the AR is there for. It's not exactly. there for controversial moments where it's a oh, did it touch his fucking, you know, did it touch his armpit? Did it come off his yeah. little toe? Where his yeah. exactly. dick over the imaginary line that we've put on the pitch? You know what I mean? Way offside. His left, left testicle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking shite. 
Because it, it's there. VAR is there to, to, to fulfil the integrity of the rules of football. Right. Yeah. In a negative, it should be used to, to weed out diving. So players, you know, can't... You know, we've seen it this season, haven't we? Players kicking it deliberately against the hand and going, oh, it's a penalty. VAR yeah. Goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a penalty. Then them yeah. same players coming out and saying, I did this because of I because VAR, I knew it would probably go against me. Any any elite sports person is going to use a real set advantage. That's what it's about. I've got no problem with that. That's the rules at fault, not the players. Mm -hmm. If VAR's not looking at stuff, then what's the point of it? Yeah, it's not consistent. It's not. Because there were two things for me. I saw that dive and they didn't do anything about that. Um, And there were also the thing with, um, what's his fucking name? Trossard, right? Where he slightly got his foot touched by Ailing. Ailing got booked for it. And then the yeah. guy's holding his shin and his knee and he's like apparently in agony. You know. Oh, and the replay me. showed that he barely touched his foot, if at all. Where's VAR there? Where you know, what's going it's on with that? To, yeah, but VAR's not gonna get involved in that. And I think from a referee's perspective, there's been a shit there's a passage of shit play from Leeds, the ball's pinging around, nobody's getting hold of it, and Ailing's gone steaming into that challenge. Yeah, he might not have touched him, but if I'm the referee, I'm going to think it's getting a bit heated between the Leeds players. Yeah, and doing refs aren't meant to prejudge stuff. And tell, that's tell basically, oh, we've seen this every week, or, you know, yeah, they're, no, they're a bit yeah. on back foot and he's chasing balls, so he's gone in. But you can't you can't do that just because that's what often happens. It, yeah, they need to be judging things well, individually on the merits. But the ref is there to... Like judge what he sees, like that's what VAR's there for, isn't it? To see, oh yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. the whole, the whole like image, but the ref is predominantly there to just see what he sees and what he's going off of the vibe of the game and stuff like that. He hasn't yeah. got eyes everywhere. But that's the point of VAR, VAR isn't it? Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of VAR. Sorry, Adam, what you saying? I was saying, was 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 the that alien challenge where he got booked? Was the intention to win the ball cleanly? Always he frustrated and flying into that tackle, and yeah. there's, there's there's his intent. Therefore, yeah, just, maybe. I mean, you've got a point there. I didn't think of it yeah, like that, honest. Because he was just yeah. sort of probably couldn't get the ball, but went in anyway. So Look, I can, Adam being know, the voice of reason. I can kind of, I can kind of see where you're coming from there, but I mean, at the same time, I, I don't want to be seeing people booked for intent when there's no contact. You know, it's. Mm. He meant to do him, but he didn't. So fucking what? Do you know what I mean? Get get VAR on it for me. But like, as you say, like if the refs booked him already, the VAR is probably not going to look at it. But again, he no, should. it's not going to overview. It should. So another another flashpoint and a potential VAR moment or weak refereeing is, is which I thought was the uh, the shove at the end of the half and Alioski just outside the box. I know I, I, yes. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. It, but... yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I didn't I didn't make a note of that one. But yeah, it's a, it's a proper that's a free kick. I yeah. don't, you know, Alioski's jumped and being nudged. It's a, it's yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's another one. Add it to the fucking list. But, and then, <laughs> the list of shame. Go down as well. Penalty <laughs> shout. Um, yes, Harrison got just fucking sent flying off the ball, and but that we shouldn't that. be relying. We shouldn't be talking about VAR. We should. We 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 glossing over the fact that Leeds were shit. Yeah, the they weren't good enough today. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think we're glossing over it. I think we're just getting a bit sidetracked. You know, VAR want to say... Trying to look at like, positive, like the negatives rather than just Leeds being the negative, really. Um, 
We weren't good enough. No, we weren't. And um, no. going back to what you said, Ash, before about KP being so important, you know what's really what's really fucked me off today is like I was driving home from McDee's this morning, you know, happy as Larry, <laughs> I've had the McDee's, you know, I'm looking forward to the match. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, it's different this season and we don't rely solely on KP as much as we did in the championship. And then we played that game today and I realised that we're completely yeah, We do completely 100%. rely on KP. And I'm miles off with that one. So, yeah, I'll be hands up on that one. Fucking hell, I thought we'd be all right. And, He's an you know, absolute star for us, is KP, honestly. Like like you say, like, championship. We can't rely on one player, though. No, we can't. We, not at all. We have to address that. We have to address it. I don't, 100%. You know, I, I know he's... He's an exceptional player. You can't just you can't just replace somebody of that quality. But no. we have to find a way to play differently when he's not playing. If that's the yes. case, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's got to be another way. The, the thing is, though, you look at the Premiership and you look at the teams now. The only the only teams that don't rely on one player are the elite teams. You know, you look at Man City. Yes. If Warner don't turn up, Mares or Sterling or Aguero turn up. If Liverpool, if Mane don't turn up, Firmino or Salah, Vinaldo. Somebody turns up and get, gets him out of the shit. You look at yep. West Brom; they'd be fucked without without know, Pereira. Yeah, West Brom are fucked Pereira. anyway. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all, all the teams below the elite level, which are yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, teams teams yeah. like Scum that are relying on Fernandez. Yeah, one man team. One man team. Yeah, fuck them. Well, this is it, isn't it? His middle name's VAR. <laughs> but, you know, you look at... You're right. Villa, Villa you're right. If Grealish gets injured, Villa are fucked. Yeah. yeah. Um, Can't wait for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? But we're in that bracket. We're in the Villa bracket with if yeah, Calvin's yeah. not playing, we're shy. Oh, no, definitely. So, I'll tell you something, though. When you've signed two supposedly top-class players, you shouldn't be relying on Calvin still. I think so. Something something just needs to fucking click better in that team. Yeah, I was going to say there's something that's not clicking and I'm not sure what it is. Click's not fucking clicking at the moment, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I noticed him today as well. He he got caught in possession. He couldn't complete a pass. He were doing speculative balls over top of defence that were going out. They weren't anywhere near a Leeds player. I don't know what's happened to him. But we we need him to perform. But first half, you wish it. Second first half, half, it was fucking garbage. I'd have done a better they job. Were. They all were. First half, they were all pretty shit, to be honest. It just... I, I, when I watch I games like that, it just it upsets me to the point of... I, just, I can't cope with it. I, I just don't understand yeah. why we're that bad, do you know what I mean? Because I know but, that our players are better than that. But then I also feel like we need to remember that it is our like first season in the Prem. And that we do need to sort of like establish ourselves as a Premiership team, but it is frustrating at the time when you're watching. But you sort of, sometimes you need to take yourself away from that and think, hold on a minute, it's our first season in the Prem, we'll be fine. I, I can honestly say, I'll hold my hands up. We're not going to go down this season, and we'll build in the summer. And no. but what, when did you become voice of reason? I know. Look at me. Eh? What's going <laughs> not on? Not with the negative Nancy <laughs> me, but <laughs> honestly. but honestly I just can't help feeling that we are a bit harsh on ourselves sometimes like we are just like a newly established premiership team like we need to be sort of a bit more realistic at the fact that we're not going to win every game it is going to be a bit unfair sometimes but 
we just sort of need to establish that and get on with it. Like we're going to be fine this season. We're not going down. I think I'm one of the problems. The we're not going down. <laughs> <laughs> well, all fiver. You've really put the your money where your mouth is there, Ash. Fucking hell. Quid on it, me. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Rex has got about six grand on it. Um, <laughs> More full him. <laughs> I'll tell you something though. I think I think you make a good point there. Though. I think we've probably been spoiled by like the yeah. quality of the football that we play sometimes. 100%. And we're expecting that week in, week out from players that, in a lot of cases, are not really Premier League players. Yeah. And I think there's probably a bit of sort of, we need to manage our own expectations there, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I've said it in before. Two years, on, in, in two yeah. years' time, the only two players in that, in, in, I reckon, in two or three years' time, if we establish ourselves properly. KP and Melia, that's what you're going to say. That's it. They're the only <laughs> two players. Do it. That's it. I've said it myself on this podcast before. I'm, I'm fucking, you know, I'm one extreme to the other. When we play games like that, I fear, I fear the worst. It's just how I am. It's because I've, you know, got some kind of mental health issues in me at the summer. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going from one end to the other. Me, when we're winning, I'm fucking loving it. When we're losing, I'm worried. And you know, but it's just, I don't know. It's, um, it, it's just. I think we've been spoiled a bit. We have to remember where we are. We have to remember yeah, that yeah. we're newly promoted. We have to give these it. guys some slack because, you know, we, we, we're asking a lot of them to win. We are, massively. And we might think, you know, teams like Brighton, we should be beating these, the shit, blah, blah, blah. But there's still experienced premiership players. And I think yeah. we've got to remember that. And, you know, I'm, as I say, I'm as guilty as anyone for being pessimistic and, being pissed off and stuff, but when you when you sit, yeah, that's it. When you sit down and uh, reflect on it a bit, I think you've got to be realistic and acknowledge these yeah, things. Remember as well, there's, there's worse teams in Premiership than us. You look at Sheffield United. Exactly. You look at yeah, we'll be fine just because teams are shitter than Absolutely. us. As long as West Brom don't go on a fucking run, then we're all right. They won't go on a run. I'm, I'm desperate to see Allardyce get relegated for the first time in his <laughs> career. I want to see if like he'll quit before the end, just so he doesn't technically get relegated. He will. He'll just go and put fifty thousand pound on West Brom to go down, and a pint of gravy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, I think we've uh, I think we've pretty much covered most of it to be honest. Um, So I won't keep us on too much longer because we don't want to. uh, I'll drink to that. Bore everyone to death, and we we all want to get on sesh after watching that. So. Um, Next game was supposed to be Southampton, I think. But yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. that's Newcastle, getting cancelled. So, is it Newcastle next now? Newcastle, away, yeah. I just, I Newcastle hope we smash them because I've got a mate who's a Newcastle fan. He lives in New Zealand now, living good life, a lucky bastard. He's sending me pictures hey, of him sat on the beach having beers and stuff. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, you man. fucking wanker. But you know, he has to be a Newcastle fan, and that's the balance. So, uh, he doesn't get to watch sexy football like we do most of the time. Neither do we at the moment. <laughs> That's why I said most of the time. Yeah. I, I, won't, I won't go into any predictions or anything, so we'll do it on the main pod. But um, yeah, join us for the uh, the main podcast episode during the week, and we'll look towards the Newcastle game. We'll have a chat about that, and we'll uh, we'll make our predictions, and we'll see what's what. On and enjoy a good drink. Absolutely. So on behalf of the Auto No Better podcast, I just want to say thanks for joining us. It's been a laugh. It's good to get you on, Ash, and uh, it's nice Thank to be you. actually here for a change, Adam. You have actually, yeah, it's been sound. So on that note, I'll say goodbye to everybody and uh join us during the week. Thanks Bye, very much. Guys. Bye guys. Bye. See you later. Bye. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the independent Leeds United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi & Coke aftermatch podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars, Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.